familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. You've heard the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, and it's true. For many moms, that village is now online and available 24-7 through social media groups and forums focused specifically on breastfeeding and pumping. But what do you need to know before joining these groups? And what can you expect to gain from being part of them? What are the basic do's and don'ts when it comes to advising other moms? Today, we're talking about seeking support from breastfeeding moms online. We are the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other Mom. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. I'm Sunny Galt, and I'm one of your co-hosts for the show. And we are changing things up here at the Boob Group. If you didn't have a chance to listen to our last episode, I kind of explained it a little bit. But we're transitioning, and the focus really now is on breastfeeding moms. Breastfeeding moms providing support for other breastfeeding moms. We're kind of creating our own little village here on the Boob Group, and we're going to have some fantastic moms on the show to share their personal experience. Everybody has their own background and their own unique experience when it comes to breastfeeding and pumping for their babies. And today is no exception. We are talking about seeking support from breastfeeding moms online. So let's go ahead and meet some of the amazing moms that are going to be part of our conversation today. And Jillian, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience. Yeah. Hi, my name's Jillian Darlington, and I'm the CEO of the Mom Co-op. It's a geolocation-based social networking app for moms to connect with other moms that live close to them, support groups, and to find every local resources that they need. And I breastfed my son for about five months until he decided that it was not coming out fast enough for him and he preferred the bottle. And then I tried to pump for about two months after that. So I know these topics well. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Nayeli. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, my name is Ayeli, and I'm still breastfeeding my 21-month-old daughter, Eileen, and uh, I am the first one in my family to breastfeed, so I needed a lot of support, so I turned (laughs) to Google (laughs) and for all my breastfeeding needs, available 24-7, so that was really, really, um, it was huge help for me to have that available, and I learned a lot, and it was great. Awesome. Okay, and Sunyi, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, hi, uh, my name is Sinyi Tan. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom with my 15-month-old twins, and um, I'm still breastfeeding them. I'm also an administrator of the Facebook 
breastfeeding support group, breastfeeding moms. Um, it is a very big group. We have about 15,000 members, mostly based in Asia, but we have members all over the world. Um, it is a closed group, which means you have to need to be approved member of the group before you can read the posts. Um, I mostly do content admin, which means I have to answer breastfeeding questions posted by the members, but I'll also do moderations and, appro- and approving membership. Okay. All right. So thanks, ladies, for being part of our conversation today. This should be a good one. <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Right, so before we kick off our conversation today, we're going to talk about a news headline that I found online, of course. And this involves a volunteer firefighter who happens to breastfeed her baby. And it was a photo that she took. And she posted it on Facebook. And it is getting uh, some mixed reviews. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll actually post this to our Facebook page for the Boob Group so you guys can kind of check it out. Uh, wanted to get your take on it, just a, a little bit of, of background. So her name's Angela. And um, this apparently, the mom is Angela. And this photo has been shared uh, as of this article being written, which I think was a few weeks ago, it had been shared thousands of times. And um, it was actually taken at a community event. But if you look at the photo, it is a mom who is obviously breastfeeding her baby. It has the fire truck in the background. She is in uniform, not completely suited up because this, again, it wasn't like they pulled up at a fire and she's like, let well, first of all, why would she have her baby there? Right. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, let me take a picture selfie right before, you know, we go into these burning flames. It wasn't that it was a community event and she took a photo and shared it. And, uh, you know, some people are saying it's gross whatever. Some people are saying that's amazing and more power to her. And yeah, you guys have have seen the article now. So Jillian, let's start with you. What do you think about this? Well, I'll tell you what I love about it. What I love about it is it's a woman showing that like, hey, this is my life as my, this is my job. This is what I do in the community. This is what I do in the world. And I'm still an active breastfeeding mom. And I think what I kind of stand for in my life is that I've incorporated my work life into my life as a mom and I do kind of everything intermixed. And I think it was a great example showing that, hey, moms, like this is how we balance stuff. We kind of just do everything all at the same time. And that's what's really necessary to take away, I think, some of this mom guilt that we are all riddled with is just figuring out how to incorporate the two. And, you know, people are always going to get up in arms. And I really don't understand the whole issue with breastfeeding with people thinking that like pictures are, you know, gross, and you can't do this. It's just 
it's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, can we just get over it? Like, can we, <laughs> can we just let this go? Like, is it really that hurt? Like, is it really that big of a hot topic? Like, don't we have better things to talk about? You know, like why take an issue with that? But I, what I love about it is the fact that she's showing like, Hey, this is one part of my life. This is the other part of my life. And this is how they are fitting together in this moment. Yeah, and it does say in the article that the comments were largely supportive of this. I just want to read a couple. Someone says, uh, I love this. So fantastic that these firefighters encourage you to combine family and firefighting with, you know, which Julian is exactly what you're talking about. It's the best of both worlds. Such a beautiful photo. You look so proud. Another comment, great photo. It just shows how dedicated this young mom is, whether it be breastfeeding or fighting fires just to keep us safe, stay safe and well done. So yeah, a lot of positive support. Nayeli, what do you think? I love seeing photos of moms breastfeeding. Like I said, I've always been a supporter and user of uh, social media when it, uh, for breastfeeding. And I, I love it. I think it's reassuring to see, you know, there's another woman firefighter that is going to see this and, and think, I'm not the only one. There's another one out there. Right. You know, the more we normalize it and, and diversify it, the more people are going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And Sydney, I'd love to get your take on this. Um, you know, if there was a mom that posted something like this, obviously, you've got a Facebook group that's dedicated to breastfeeding. So I'm sure this photo would be approved. Uh, but what, what do you think of this since, since you've got some experience in moderating on Facebook? I actually think it's a beautiful picture. I mean, I think we need to normalize breastfeeding. I mean, would it really be a problem if, let's say, the same mom is bottle feeding her baby in her uniform? Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we see lots of lots of pictures of, of moms in our group um, posting pictures of themselves breastfeeding in public. And I really think it's a beautiful thing. And um, yeah, people just need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> get over it, people. Get That's the bottom it. line. Okay. Again, we're going to post this to our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, we're talking about moms reaching out to connect with other moms on social media about issues relating to breastfeeding and pumping. So all of our moms here either have experience in, in moderating or having some sort of forum where they have to do some moderating of comments that are coming in, or we're just breastfeeding or pumping moms, and we have experience using this. So we've got a couple different perspectives today, which I think is really great. Uh, first of all, general question, what do you guys think is the general appeal for these um, online groups for support? Why are moms reaching out? Nayeli, as a, as a breastfeeding mom, why did you initially reach out? I just wanted to, I, I needed reassurance. I don't think I had uh, any issues breastfeeding. It became second nature the moment I, we did it, but I needed reassurance. I needed to make sure that what I was doing was right. So I turned to them because I couldn't turn to my family because they, you know, the women in my family had not breastfed. So I couldn't ask them any questions. Okay. And Sinyi, as I know you're a moderator of a group, but I'm assuming you post as well. What do you get out of it from a breastfeeding mom's point of view um, that perhaps you couldn't get elsewhere? What, what was it important? Why was it important to you? You know, now you can get all sorts of information online, you know, on websites and forums. But I just feel like when I joined the group, sometimes I just need 
a listening ear. I just need people to tell me, oh, I'm, I'm facing the same problem too. You know, I've been through the same thing and this is my experience. Um, and this is what I do in this situation. And I really feel like that's very invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. Jillian, go ahead. Well, yeah, I think what she's saying is so true because I think there are a lot of like you can search for articles, you can go on Baby Center, like there are a lot of resources out there, but it's very different if you have like a trust, like if you know who you're talking to and that's what, you know, a platform like Sunyi's or like mine is I'm all about actually creating a tribe so you can have that one-on-one connection because if there's, I think there's a big difference between reading information and having a real person be able to like sit with you and talk with you and make you and validate what you're going through and be able to relate to what you're going through. And so that's what I think is so important now about being able to connect through these forums or connect through the mom co-op is to be able to get that kind of validation of like, okay, what you're going through is normal. I'm having the same struggles or, you know, to get that real support. Because I think that there is a big difference in trusting somebody's advice when you actually really know them in real life opposed to just reading an article that's been posted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's accountability too, which I know we'll probably talk a little bit more when we talk about kind of the downside of the groups sometimes, what can happen. But accountability is is huge. And obviously you get that a lot in person and you can really develop those relationships even further. So uh, let's talk about some of the places moms are connecting. Where are the big places? Obviously, Jillian, uh, apps are huge right now or you wouldn't have created one, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I created the Mom Co app because my village is my everything. So I worked my butt off for two years to make my group of mom friends. So when I saw the geolocation feature in dating apps like Tinder, when Tinder first came out, I immediately started creating Mom Co because I knew moms needed something like this, especially this day and age, because like now with Amazon Prime and like everything, like we don't have to leave the house as much. And as a mom, like not leaving the house is a very, it's a nice option, but it's also super isolating. It's like, we're going to drive ourselves into even more isolation. I just want to remind moms, you need physical friends. It can't just be virtual. Like you really need Mm -hmm. to make friends and I, you know, and getting to know somebody virtually is awesome. It really saves time than having to just go to the playground and hope that you run into somebody you know. So it's great about these <laughs> Facebook yes. groups or the mom co-op is you can kind of get to know somebody virtually before you decide to meet up with them in person. Right. It, it reminds me just a little bit of online dating where you can just get a taste to see if you're compatible because you might not be compatible with a lot of moms out there. So it's a nice way to kind of get to know someone. But like you said, you kind of got to make the full circle because at least for me personally, like until I actually meet you in person, there's a little bit of a disconnect. Like we can have a relationship online and that's fine. And that may be all, you know, some moms actually need. But I feel like at least for me personally, you're right that, that going that full circle and actually making it quote unquote real I think is extremely helpful. <laughs> okay, so uh, Sunyi, let's talk about Facebook. So why are people so drawn to Facebook? Is it literally because Facebook is that good of a platform? Or do you think it's because that's just where we are already? And why not? There are groups and we've got our Facebook app. And uh, while we're breastfeeding or pumping for our babies, we can be chatting with other moms. What do you think the draw is? Um, I think you're right. I mean, I know when I was breastfeeding, I was always, <laughs> I was always looking at Facebook. So, um, I mean, it's just an easy, such an easy way for people to connect to other breastfeeding moms all over the world. And then, um, even local breastfeeding groups. I mean, I, I've made lots of friends. Um, and we have done 
we have some local meetings and meetups um, um, just just from Facebook. I mean, it's just uh, such an easy platform. So what do you guys think moms need to know before joining these groups? So let's say um, mom wants to join. Let's say she's, you know, she has her mom friends in person, but she's looking for that extra support. A lot of a lot of moms I hear um, really turn to these groups in the middle of the night where you might not want to call somebody <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. I'm sure you can call your besties. It's still fine then. But your besties may not have experience with something you're specifically yeah. going through. So I hear a lot of moms hopping on apps, hopping on Facebook, hop- hopping on social media to, you know, get these questions uh, in the middle of the night. So what would you say moms need to know in- before joining? these groups. Uh, Nayeli, and any ideas like you know, as a breastfeeding mom that uses these types of platforms? I don't know. Like Jillian was saying, you, you do need to have the feel for the other side, uh, whether stand for what's their background, because breastfeeding, it could be done in so many ways, including exclusive pumping. So you really do want to know who is on the other side and if if that person has a similar background than yours and has the same uh, beliefs and principles when it comes to parenting even. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I would say too, I mean, at least with Facebook groups, we can get pretty specific. Like I'm a part of a couple of Facebook groups that are very specific to my needs when it comes to breastfeeding or pumping for my baby or a specific issue I've had in the past. And so that's one way to kind of filter out some of that. But you're right with some of the larger groups, it is kind of hard to know who you're talking to. Jillian, do you have a comment regarding that? Yeah, well, I think on the flip side too of like why it's better sometimes to reach out to a large group instead of just going to your friends is you're crowdsourcing. We all want to crowdsource our information because, you know, we well, a we don't want to feel like we're by ourselves. But like, you know, if we're having something and you kind of want to get as much information as possible, that sometimes it is it is nice to get a lot of feedback. And then you can kind of pick and choose what kind of suits you opposed to just reaching out to like, you know, your bestie, because they might not be going through what you're going through. But if you reach out to 15,000 people, like you can (laughs) through through mom power through um, Cindy's group, you know, it's like you can get a lot you get a lot of feedback. And I think you can never have you, you definitely have to pick and choose the information that fits you. But I think it's easier sometimes to get information if you can reach out to a very large group opposed to just, you know, texting your your friends. Let's talk about some of the benefits and and even share some personal stories of how this has worked for us or perhaps a story that someone has shared with you guys in your groups. So let's start, Nayeli, let's go back to you. I know that this has been really helpful for you. And uh, what, what do you find that some of the main benefits are of being part of groups like this? First of all, that like you don't feel alone. You know, the, the fourth trimester, you know, the so-called fourth <laughs> trimester is really hard. Yeah. Uh, and you, if you're exclusively uh, breastfeeding, you know, you're most likely stuck at home with a baby stuck at your breast day in, day out. So right. having this tool, having these tools available 24-7 and knowing that on the other side, this on real time, there's another mom going through the same thing, posting the same, you know, it, it just, like I said, it validates even your emotions. That's huge, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the timing of it, I mentioned that a little bit earlier as far as you don't know when you're going to need this support. Like what if it's a middle of the night feeding that you're doing and then your baby does something different and you can't contact your lactation consultant? You know, it's not regular hours for that. And, you know, who are you going to call? 
feel like that's like a Ghostbusters thing. Who are you going to call? But seriously, who are you going to call <laughs> in the middle of the night, right? It's like, you know, you need to have this at your fingertips. And a lot of us moms are waking up in the middle of the night doing all this crazy stuff and then we can't get back to sleep. So whether it's, hey, I've got a problem now. Can you guys help me with this? Or it's, hey, I just happen to be up because I just had to do this for my kid. And now let's chat. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about when things don't quite go as planned when we get into these groups. Sometimes comments are made that may not be intentionally you know, harmful, but they end up being harmful to other people. So we're going to kind of talk about etiquette and what do you do in those kind of situations? Because that's also a very important element when you join these groups. So we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We are talking about moms who are seeking out their village online when it comes to breastfeeding and pumping support, specifically talking about different apps and uh, different groups they can join online. We've been talking a lot about Facebook. It seems like there's a Facebook group for pretty much everything out there. So I want to talk about the risks ladies, because with everything you know you do, there are the benefits and then there's the risks. So we've talked about some of the benefits. I want to talk about the risks now. The biggest risk that pops into my head is judgment. And we, we get this as moms all the time. You don't have to be a breastfeeding mom or pumping mom to know that parents judge. Moms in particular judge. Even if it doesn't come out of our mouths, we're judging, right? Um, Pinterest is the first thing that comes to my mind. Every time I see something on Pinterest, I'm like, how does she make her house so perfect? Why can't I do that? And then I, in that case, I'm judging myself, right? But I'll be honest, I'll be on Facebook and I'll be like, why does she have her child in the car seat like that? That's not the right way to buckle or, you know, that latch isn't right. I mean, we all do it, right? So the difference is, you know, how do we approach this in groups? Because there's definitely a right way to say this and a wrong way to say this. And I, Cindy, I would love to get your take on this as an admin for a Facebook group. So obviously... You approve people to come in to the group, um, not really knowing too much about them. I, I right. mean, I'm assuming you've had situations where pe- someone has posted something. Maybe maybe someone posted something initially was just like, hey, I need some help. Yes. This is a situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the attacks start coming. And it may not even be related to something that her question was about. It may be totally unrelated to that. So I'm assuming you've experienced this a little bit. What What is protocol when this happens? So we have quite a lot of moderators who are on the lookout for new topics, and then we always follow the new posts. And then we just try to keep on top of it. I mean, if we see one post that looks questionable, and then we'll just tap in and, you know, we'll put an admin note, say, hey, let's, you know, everyone play nice. And, you know, we're just trying to help the mom. Um, But if things get out of hand, we'll close the thread and then um, we'll privately message the, the members um, yeah, we do a lot of like moderating behind the scenes too. Yeah, we try not to get to let things get out of hand. So we're always on top of it. What happens though? I mean, have you had the point or, you know, gotten to the point where someone had to be kicked out? And then they're like, what, walk me through it a little bit. I'm, I'm always curious about this, you know, how, and I know every group is different, but how many, was it three strikes you're out or how, how does that work? It is what we do. Three strikes and you're out. 
So, I mean, we'll, we'll give a, we'll give a warning at the beginning. And then if, you know, if it happens again, then we'll have to talk about removing the member from the group. And I bet that doesn't go over very well for them. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And then we just try to keep the peace in our group, you know, and if one person is consistently attacking other people and judging other moms, you know, for, for whatever reason, for example, mixed feeding. I mean, a lot of moms mix feed and that's totally fine, but you know, you get yeah. moms who come in and get judgmental about it and, you know, attack other moms. So why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? You know, that's not very helpful. And do you guys have this too, Sinyi, where usually moderators have some rules posted? I don't know, Facebook has a note section or something, or maybe they pin it to the top of the group, what the rules are for the group. You guys have something like that? Yeah, we definitely do. But the problem is not everyone reads that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, if they um, if they break the rules, we'll refer them to the polls and then we'll ask them to re- reread it. Right. But yeah, that's, that's part of our protocol too. Jillian, you have something? Oh, yeah, we just, we post it in our terms and conditions, right? but more than in our terms and conditions, well, while they're going through the registration process, we post. And for us, us, it's selling. Like we don't allow any sort of marketing or selling in our forums yeah. at all whatsoever. And so okay. we tell them like, there's absolutely no soliciting. You will be warned, then you will be removed. So mm-hmm. we just are very upfront. Like, hey, if you're coming here to do this, drop now because right. it, this is not going to go well for you. Right. Yeah. So you have a one strike and you're out. Well, not no. is it, would that be two? That's two. So yeah. you get one strike. And so it's like a warning. You get a warning. And well, then... their first warning is that post. That okay. For me, that's their first warning is to be like, don't do this. And if you yeah. do it, I'll send you a message. And if you do it again, you, you're removed. But we've actually only had to do it once. Okay. So so that's one side of the camp or people that are being obnoxious, right? Had a bad day, whatever. And then hopefully they correct their actions and they don't do it again. The other side is moms that mean well. And how, how often do we come across this? Because, you know, moms are passionate. <laughs> Usually we find something that works for us. We have a tendency to think that it works for everyone or everyone should know our opinion on it. And depending on someone's background or experience, whoever posted the question, sometimes you know, that can come off as very jarring because we, you know, to what we were talking about earlier, we don't know everybody's backgrounds that are coming into this conversation. So we may say something really flippant, you know, that we would normally only say around friends, you know, without really considering who else is out there that might be impacted by it. So that's the other side of the coin. And and I think it's a very hard line to draw. And, and how do you guide moms into basic etiquette? So again, we're talking about moms that mean well. Yes, the one that comes to my mind right away is the comparing game. And, we you know, with the moms that pump and they put their output, pictures of their output. Oh. And then moms get so mortified. I can't do that. That, that. that doesn't seem right. And, oh, you know, it's just, you know, I can see that, the, the comments. And I just like, oh, geez, you know, always without fail. Oh, yeah, because then you're then it's you're just comparing yourself. You're like, well, I didn't pump that much today. And then it's like, you know, you just start to feel like something's wrong. Um, what would you guys say are, are the, the do's and don'ts for, for again? We're talking about moms that mean well. What would you say? Uh, and maybe some of this is posted in your rules, you know, that you that you have for your app or for your, your page. Cindy, let's start with you. What, what's some of the basic etiquette? If you could tell all moms out there that are getting ready to join a Facebook group <laughs> about specifically for breastfeeding or pumping moms, what, what would you say are the general etiquette rules? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> I, mean, it, it. I mean, you don't know the background of all the moms who are posting. And then, you know, it's so easy to judge. I mean, a mom could be could be having tons of problems breastfeeding and then, you know, coming online to seek support. And then 
I've seen a lot of cases where a lot of moms want to do exclusive pumping, and then you just get all sorts of comments and saying that, oh, why don't you just latch? I mean, you know, it's not so easy. It's not black and white. Right. So just yeah, just a lot. A lot of times, these are just not very helpful. So I just think they just try to put you know yourself in the shoes of another mom, and we're all trying the best we can to breastfeed. You know, it doesn't come easy for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Jillian, any any advice on etiquette as far as what to say and what not to say? I just think be kind. I mean, that is my just basic general rule in life is be kind. And I feel like a lot of times. I think we're really hard on ourselves as mothers. And I think that can kind of make us hyper judgmental of others at the same time. And, but I think if we just, in a general rule, just if you're posting stuff, don't ever post something that could even be perceived as, as unkind because we as moms are going through so much. The last thing that we need is judgment from our people. Nayeli, any, any tips for etiquette as, as a mom that uses these groups and has benefited from it? Yes, just be uh, mindful. Like I said, you know, the posting the output or, you know, another one is the modesty police, you know, like, oh, I was able to breastfeed with a cover. You know, I didn't have to show everything. You know, <laughs> so, right. like, like, Jillian said, like Jillian said, keep it civil, you know, and if you are strongly opinionated, maybe there is, and, and it's just the beautiful thing about these uh, Facebook groups, like you, you mentioned before, is that they have, um, they are so general and there are some that are focus. So get mm-hmm. one that gears more towards modesty, uh, you know, or one that really echoes what you stand for or your experience. So you don't find, you know, you always find radical groups in anything. What do you guys think about, um, and I guess it's more of a Facebook comment, but, you know, directly contacting moms as opposed to, you know, opposed to posting something in a general group. So let's say someone posts something in your group or on your app and you have the ability to like do basically a private message, um, which I think you can do with anyone on Facebook, although it may go into like a different folder for them or whatever, if you're not friends with them. But is that better or is that more personal and even more harmful? Because at least you aren't saying it in front of other people. You know, I absolutely do think it's a great way actually to start a private conversation because there's some stuff that like, I don't like always opening everything up to public opinion. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're going to talk about something that's more personal or something that you think could really be helpful, but might come off that way, it's better to have that one-on-one conversation with somebody because it's not getting convoluted by other people's comments, other people's opinions. You can say like, hey, I don't mean this in judgment in any way, shape or form, but I did this differently than you're doing it. And I had a great experience. And that might not be appropriate for a post, but that might be perfect for a private message conversation. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And I I think that's a way to cushion the blow, if you will, with, you know, whether it's a private message or, you know, just a general post is saying, you know, not necessarily commenting on what they did, but just say, you know what, I was in a similar situation and this is what worked for me. Because if you do that, you're kind of putting it back on yourself. You know, you're not saying don't do that or why did you do that stupid? You know, you're not criticizing them. You're just saying, and we all know like this parenting thing, it is not a one size fits all, you know, and what works for you does not necessarily work for me. And I feel like that usually when I'm posting stuff on Facebook and people are asking for my opinion on stuff, that's usually how I phrase it. I actually just had a a, a twin mom yesterday reach out to 
me. And it wasn't regarding breastfeeding, but it was her babies kept hitting each other. She's like, do your twins just constantly hit each other? And, and it was one of those things where I was like, listen, you know, it, what works for my twins may not work for your twins, but this is what I did, you know? And I just felt like it was received very, very well because I wasn't like, why don't you watch your kids more often? Like, why are they hitting? You know, it, was, it wasn't that condemnation. It was more like kids will be kids and you know, you're more than welcome to try this out if it works for you. But I just felt like it was a good way to kind of cushion everything. Sydney, do you, do you have anything that you want to say as far as contacting people directly on Facebook? Any experience with that? Or do you guide members um, of your group towards that at some point? Um, actually, we do get a lot of private messages. I mean, there a lot of members will actually message the admins and just ask us questions in private. Okay. Um, we also provide like anonymous post service. So if you know, like a member doesn't want to post a question in public, we can help them post. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, which I, which a lot of me- a lot of members really like because a lot of topics they are sensitive in nature, and then right. like, you might have a friend in there. I mean, we have we're a huge group, um, so you might there are there's some members are worried that someone they know might see their post, so they'll ask us to post, and then we're happy to do that. That's really smart. So if you have a question that might be a little too sensitive that you want to post, especially, yes. you know, in groups that have like thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of members, mm-hmm. you can always contact admin and see if they'll post exactly. on your behalf. I have seen that. Jillian, you have experience with that too? Yeah, actually, we're working on a separate forum right now that's completely anonymous. So okay. it's, there, it's not tied to anybody's links. It won't be necessarily a good back and forth because we don't want things to get ugly, but it kind of as a, just a resource for somebody to like put something out there and not necessarily have it be tied to their profile because sometimes you want to vent or say something or ask a question and you don't necessarily want somebody to know it's you. Well, thanks ladies so much for being with us today and for sharing your personal experiences as well as your professional experiences for some of you and working in some of these groups. If you're a member of the Boob Group Club, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode, which is coming up real quickly. We're going to record it and we're going to discuss boundaries when it comes to sharing too much information online. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Okay, so we have a segment that we call Boob Oops, where you guys can share your funny breastfeeding and pumping memories. And I <laughs> I almost wondered if this uh, this comment that I'm about to read was fake because it was just so funny. I guess I'll never know, but it's still a really funny story. If someone made this up, kudos to you. Um, so this comes from Jessica, and she says, lactating lips? She says, I had a breast enlargement and had my lips done at the same time <laughs> about two years before I got pregnant. The doctor took scar tissue from my areola and placed it inside of my lips. After having my daughter, I tried for three days to nurse her, at which time only one of my breasts were getting bigger. So were my lips bigger and bigger (laughs) to the point where I couldn't talk, barely eat, and I had to go around with my hand over my mouth because they were so huge. I talked to a doctor about it and asked if maybe he thought my lips were trying to lactate. He laughed and said it was quite possible that the tissue had retained its memory. And yes, Needless to say, I quit nursing and now my lips are fine again. Lactating lips? Who would have thought? I mean, seriously, you guys. Wow. Wow. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) 
just said, you know, if she really? made this up, kudos to her. She should have her own show if she made this up. I mean, it almost seems unreal. Can you imagine your lips like getting full? I mean, some people really – some people pay big bucks for that, you guys. Sorry. It's like or something. Oh, that's wow. funny. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Crazy talk. Okay, Jessica, yeah. thanks so much for sending this in. And we all got a really good laugh at it. So I really do appreciate it. If you guys have a funny boob oops that you want to send to, into our show, you can send us an email or straight through our website. Actually, you can leave us a voicemail. Just click on that little gray banner on the side that says send voicemail and you can send it straight through your computer. That wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Newly Postpartum Moms, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.